The Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast, Japan 2019. I'm Liam Flint. I'm Tom Ellis. And on this show, we give you a daily dose of some of the best stories, some of the best features and some interviews from the Rugby World Cup. And today it is all about the rugby action. We had three games today, first starting off with Australia versus Uruguay. That one finishing Australia 45, so the bonus point, to Uruguay's 10. And that was with Australia having two men simbined as well. Uruguay getting a late consolation try, but it was two each for Haylett Petty and Tavita Kuradrani as well. And the second game of the day saw England trying to book their place in the quarterfinals against Argentina, who it was believed would give them their sternest test so far. 39-10 it finished to England, another bonus point there, with Argentina being reduced to 14 men when Thomas Lavanini received a red card for a high tackle on Owen Farrell, who it seems has become a bit of a target for these nasty tackles from the opposition. And maybe it affected Farrell. He did go on to miss four first half kicks for penalties and conversions. In the end, England running out comfortable winners and they book their place in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Now, we realised this was a big game for Tom and I. So we parted ways. Tom headed off to the Tokyo Stadium, got himself a ticket, soaked up the atmosphere and went to the fan zone. And I, on the other hand, went to a different fan zone in Tokyo to go and watch it on the big screen with lots of fans to get some reaction there. So let's hear how Tom got on in the fan zone before the game. Let's see who he could find. down here in the fan zone just next to Tokyo Stadium there's a big match about to take place between England and Argentina but the real action is down here where there's some kind of game of cup and ball which is called Kendama I believe how are you guys enjoying it Oh, I'm loving it. It's fantastic. This air, whole area and the, all the Japanese guys around here and the ladies are brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Couldn't have asked for a better World Cup. And there's loads of things going on. There's Japanese calligraphy, there's the cup and ball, uh, there's 5G technology. It's kind of all that Japan has to offer and a load of England fans. And your wife's just achieved it. So how do you play this game? What happens? Determination. Determination, okay. Yeah. Win, win, win. That's what it's all about. So it's it's basically cup and ball, isn't it? It's a cup and ball, yeah, that's all it is. And, and it's a steady hand after a few pints. It is impossible. <laughs> And I've managed to find a corner of shade in the fan yes. zone where all the England fans seem to be gathering. It's a warm day out here in Japan. Is this your first time? Do you live out here? First time to Japan, first time to the World Cup. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Couldn't ask for better. And there's a real display of culture going on. It's so much more than actually just the sport. How have yes. you found that? Oh, uh, there is. I, I think coming to Tokyo, you experience so many different things. And it's such a big city. There's something for everybody. It really is a great place. And I think your wife's just done it again. Who's the best? Have you had a competition? Now she is. <laughs> now she is. <laughs> Guys, and enjoy the game. Thanks for Thank speaking to me. Thank you very much. And have a great time. Thank you. Whee! I did it. Yeah, Fifth time lucky. Thank you very much. So a great time there, soaking it up in the fan zone amongst all the Japanese, Argentinians and England fans. 
and in the end, a professional job from England, making it three bonus point wins from three to guarantee that quarterfinal place. Path through in the end, Slade, Mako Vinopola and Jack Knoll all back in the mix now. So a really strong squad. England looking good, especially a great performance and try from Jack Knoll. The early red card took the sting out of the game. But in the second half, especially, England looked solid and continued to put on the pressure. It could be Australia or Wales up next for England. It wasn't a flawless performance from England, but many will argue that actually this isn't the time to peak. The next few games are the times where they really want to hit the ground running and pull out their best performances. So a great performance and I managed to speak to some of the fans after the game. OK, it's just finished. England 39, Argentina 10 here in Pool C at Tokyo Stadium. What are your reflections on the game, Jim? No, I, I enjoyed it. I'd, I'd watched the first two games and what struck me about this was the intensity um, that they played with. I think they took it up a notch and I think the, um, you know, the tattling, the first up tattles was really good. Bags of aggression, so they were really on board today. And will the big names of the All Blacks South Africa, will they be scared looking at this performance today? I don't think they'll be scared, but they'll be watching the watching us because they know what we can do if we're on form. And we bring the intensity that we did today to them games that are going to come, you know, whether it be the quarterfinal or semi-final, I think we're going to be all right. And like any team, you know, they'll, they'll all have an eye on each other. But I think, yeah, I don't think England got any to fear from any of them teams, but yeah, they should fear us, I think. And this is billed as the first big test for England. Did they live up to expectations? Do you think they've got enough to go all the way? Absolutely. Absolutely did. You know, um, players came on obviously you know you've seen Jack Noll come on score a great try you know Mac is back so I think yeah it was, it was good all the big names stepped up and played well and Toji played well the back row was firing you know first up tackles like I said was really good uh, it's always very hard when you're playing against a team of 14 men I think as soon as the team goes down to 14 they always step it up a notch and they always uh, go to an extra gear so sometimes playing against 14 is no different to playing against 15 sometimes it's harder uh, I think we shut them down quite well. Considering the uh, the attacking prowess that the Argentinians have, well, I think we shut them down quite well. It to keep the 10 points was pretty good. Uh, and I think we, we, showed a, we showed a good array of our, our attacking prowess. We got a pushover try uh, and we scored a few out wide. So I think it was quite good. All, all in all, good attacking show. And that red card to Thomas Lavanini. Uh, what did we think of that as a dangerous tackle? He deserved to go, didn't he? Uh, in the laws of the game, it's a red. But given what's gone on in the tournament and what's been given already, it's a yellow. I've seen countless incidents uh, with uh, Hodge against Fiji, uh, the game against the game with Russia against uh, uh, Samoa that can have two reds, but they were given the yellow cards. The game with, with Hodge against Fiji, that wasn't even looked on. That would have been a straight yellow card within the game. Yeah. With what's been given so far in the tournament, it would have been yellow card. But yeah. laws of the game, it red card, a, right a, decision. It was a very tight call. It, was, it is a tight you could, call. It could have gone either way, but, but you look at the, the laws, yeah. and you look at it, black and white laws of the game, it's a red card. Boys, it's red all day, it's red all day. What do you think then of the like consistency or inconsistency of the referees during this tournament? I don't know. I guess every referee is going to call it as they see it, and every referee is different. Every referee is going to say uh, they're going to play the way they play, and you've got to look at things like 
slow. You look at it in slow mo and things like that. Yeah. Sometimes it changes the way things happen, and none of, none of these. They're not out to hurt each other. They're out to play rugby, and you've got to go in for a big shot sometimes. And sometimes uh, your timing's off, and it doesn't work. And when you have big knives ref in the game, that yeah. he doesn't make a bad call. Yeah. He never. I've yet to see him make a bad call, and he it, did even with the two Alangi hit. He was inches from the ground, so he was he's set himself. He said, look, hard, you're playing fast-paced game. You shut it in slow-mo and it looks bad, but you play it real-time, it's a 50-50 call. Penalty, good call. But referees I, always I come under. thought it might have been a yellow, but... Referees always come under a lot of, uh, a lot of criticism because of the, the, the job they have, but to be honest, I think it's been quite good, and yeah. I think... The consistency, because they referee in different uh, different places in the world where people play different types of rugby. Yeah. So I, I just think they're playing what's in front of them. But they can criticise them and say that, uh, oh, you've done this wrong, or you've done this wrong, it's quite bad, because all the referees are doing is playing what's in front of them and doing what they think's right. And none of them have to do anything other than that. So I think it's quite harsh to criticise all the refereeing. I think you just got to... Uh, let them do what they do well, yeah. and that's referee the game. So those are the thoughts of the England fans, but also managed to catch up with an Argentinian fan to see what he thought of the game. We know that it's going to be a difficult game. England is a really good team, and I need to review the, the red car, I think. Um, I don't know what to say. Uh, England's a really good team. I hope they, they get the finals and I came here to enjoy the game, enjoy the Mundial, so uh, best wishes to everybody and for England. Did the red card change everything? I think yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it changed everything. Uh, maybe not the, the final result, the result but it, it changed the game, yeah. So meanwhile, Tom was kicking back in the top of Category C with his nice shiny ticket. I was over at the Tokyo Station Fan Zone getting some live atmosphere there and watching it on the big screen. And I caught up with some fans from South Africa, Scotland, Wales, England and all over. Here's what some of them had to say about the feel of the tournament so far and some of their standout memories. And how are you finding the Rugby World Cup being in Japan? They're a good host country, aren't they? Oh, they're amazing. And the, the games have been unreal as well. Really competitive this year. Uruguay beating Fiji, Japan beating Ireland, you know, it's good. Good knowledge. So has there been one standout moment so far that's uh, kind of topped it for you? Well, we went to see uh, Ireland versus Scotland and I've got an English accent, but I support Ireland. And it was, it was lovely to see Ireland beat Scotland because I was sat right next to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So have you, have you got over that one yet? Not really, but you know. We, we set the bar low, so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, we, but we managed to miss it still, but you know, never mind. Well, this, we, is the, this is the question who's going to miss out? Is it going to be Japan or is it going to be Scotland? Looks like Ireland are going to go through. I think uh, we could win, but go out on league points, assuming we can beat Japan. But, you know, we're woeful away from home, so I don't know. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And how good is it for you guys to be here in amongst all these international fans? Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Everyone's like on cloud nine, loving it, and just wanting to talk, wanting to have a laugh, enjoying the rugby. Every match we've watched, everyone's applauded afterwards, even if it's on TV. And it's just the amount of respect that people have got for the game here and fantastic experience for, for us to be here. Yeah. 
And when you consider that Japan are not a massive rugby nation yet, they still really haven't caught on. Are you encouraged when you look around and you see all these Japanese locals oh, yeah. donning the shirts? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even the first game against Russia, it's like, what, 60,000 Japanese jerseys in the card. It looks amazing. And I, I'm hoping the Island Games now kind of confirm that they're here to stay as a rugby nation. It shows South Africa wasn't a fluke in 2015. So I've, I've seen some kind of journalists say maybe they've finally stepped up to Tier 1 with that Island game, which I hope so. Hope the more the Tier 1 nations, the better for the you know, competitive game. They certainly look like they wanted to win. So, and that uh, says a lot of the international team, that if you want to win, you, you usually put up a good game or you win. So, Have you seen enough from South Africa, Wales, the Aussies maybe, to think that this isn't just going to be a shoe-in for New Zealand? I don't know, it's a hard one. I do think New Zealand are the most likely to win it, but anything can happen, right? Uh, it's the World Cup, anything can, can change. Uh, England have got a very strong team, just like, look at their, their, their second tier players that they're wanting to, whilst they're resting their first teamers. It's still a strong squad, so I think England's depth could, could help them. Ireland, they slipped a bit against Japan, they didn't look like they wanted to win, and, but they, we know they're capable of beating New Zealand. We've seen it happen twice in the last two years. Um, and, yeah, I think it's really competitive. Yeah, I don't know what to say, really. Like, OK, who's your pick? If New Zealand are going to be in the final, who do you think is going to join them at this point? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get off uh, the fence. Japan. We'll say Japan. Japan. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll topple the spring box in the quarters, and then it's, uh, you know, wow. the momentum will... Nah, probably not. Probably England or Wales would be my shout at this stage. Or, or I don't know. Also, if I forget, Africa, it's hard to pick. Yeah. Don't forget, the next games feature New Zealand. Can the All Blacks book their place in the quarterfinals against Namibia? Looks like that could be a foregone conclusion, but you never know. Namibia, they're looking to go out on a high. And then in Pool C, France versus Tonga. France looking to now match England today and get that bonus point victory. So there you go. It's been a very busy rugby day for Tom and I. Starts all again tomorrow, but we're out of time for today. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Liam Flint. I'm Tom Ellis. And we'll do this all again tomorrow. Do stay tuned. And remember, if you want to get in touch with us at any point to get in your comments, your score predictions, or to tell us who you think is going to lift the Rugby World Cup, you can. And the number you need on WhatsApp to get in touch with us is plus four four. 7707-776-790. That's plus four four seven seven zero seven 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 six seven nine zero. Do keep flooding those texts in. We will read them out on tomorrow's show. And this has been the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast, Japan 2019, which is a Passion for Sport production.